to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans, where four season card holders at Ashton Gate love the club, the game, and all things Bears. This season has finally come to an end with the Bears bruising 42 to 19 defeat away at Sale. We take a look at the game and give our thoughts on Bristol's performance. In this, our last episode for 2122, we'll also look back over the past 10 months, a season that promised so much but never really delivered. We'll talk about our highlights both on and off the pitch and our hopes for next year. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, Lee, uh, we're at your place. You're hosting for the uh, the final podcast of the season. It's our usual slot on Sunday evening. Uh, good to see you, fella. Well, it's good to see you, boys, because when I looked outside about half an hour ago and saw that absolute storm and the weather coming in, I thought... One of you, one of you lot, might have been blown away before you got here. But uh, I'm glad you've all made it for the final instalment, and uh, we can talk about another Bristol defeat. <laughs> hey, and, and Miles, I, I believe you've been up, up north. I've been up north uh, in in Cumbria. Hi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of an accent was that? <laughs> so, well, I didn't cross the Pennines, so uh, that was a terrible accent. It's like refugees, wasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so I had a lovely week with the family in in uh, in the Lake District, a uh, little cottage just on Windermere. Did the usual sort of touristy things, eating lots of mint cake. Uh, and going to see Beatrix Potter's house and mucking around on Windermere. But uh, it was very nice, only one day of rain, so I couldn't argue. And so good to be back in uh, back in Bristol, eh? And, and Pete, you've been down in Devon, and is it fair to say darkest Devon? Because some of those pictures you put on social media, the clouds look pretty dark to me. Yeah, we had a... It was a nice kind of beginning of the week. It was really Saturday, Sunday, it's or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is it? Miserable, yeah. Saturday morning, it was horrendous. It was Armageddon like thunder, lightning, driving rain. I mean, I went down on uh, Sunday to get the awning up, I nearly had to put it up again on Saturday because <laughs> half of it blew down. Yeah, it was ski jacket and bobble hat weather. Shambolic. What, what an advertisement for British tourism we are, absolutely. Well, let's talk about that game then. Uh, Saturday, final game of the season, uh, away uh, up in Manchester, Sale 42, Bristol 19. Well, uh, I, I came round to your place, uh, Lee. We watched the game here. Mm-hmm. Um, fair to say it wasn't the most sparkling of performances this year. Was it just a game too far, do you think? I think there were some of the boys that were on the beach tone, and I think you've actually put that so politely because... Uh, <laughs> Whilst we were watching it, at one point we did get worried that it could be literally more points than minutes in that first half, didn't we? Yeah, we thought Sale were going to score more than England in their first inning, so uh, (laughs) that's saying something. But uh, yeah, I mean, four four tries to nil. It's 28-0 at half-time, but again, it's so frustrating. I think you wrote the column, didn't you, for the Bristol Post this week, and you said in that it was a microcosm of our season. And what did you mean by that? Well, I mean, everything that we did in that first half was, was, you know, what we've done all season, pretty much. And and it was, I, I guess it was kind of, you know, it just felt, felt so familiar again. Like I thought I could almost hear Pat saying, we'll learn from this in his post-patch uh, interview. And I just thought, it, we just kept doing the same things again. I mean... Defence recently hasn't been quite so bad, has it? But in that first half, we were shocking. I mean, even Dan Thomas, mm. he must have looked back at that that trancing that he had uh, for one of their tries and, and he must have 
He must well, be embarrassed by that. Well, Van der Berbe, wasn't it? He, did, he didn't mm. even yeah. get a finger on him, I don't think. No. And then Callum, I don't know what he was trying to do. I think he was just trying to fling his body in front of him because <laughs> it didn't, didn't look like a, any attempt at a tackle. Um, but, I mean, there were some talking points in that first half. Um, uh, and there was the try that wasn't, which would have possibly been one of the tries of the season from our own try line. And again, you know, we talked about that microcosm of the season, knock-ons and, uh, you know, giving away set pieces and penalties from scrums. And it was an unnecessary forward pass again, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it was, it, when you say it was unnecessary, I mean, it was really just that split second, wasn't it? And, I mean, he, he, uh, if it was almost, was it Faf that he, he could have almost dummied him, couldn't he, Frick, Fricker? Yeah. And then dropped it inside. And was it, I can't remember who finished it, Randall, was it at the end? Um, I mean, it could have been so simple. And it's just those fine margins, isn't it, in that game? And it, I mean, I'm not saying by any chance we would have won that game at all. But it would have been a lot closer, I think, if we would have got our towels up at that point and scored a try. Mm. Who knows, if the game might have been closer at the end. Yeah, yeah. But frustrating. So frustrating. And, and you know, what view on the game do you think Jake Kerr had after that second minute? <laughs> oh, I did what we were saying for all Jake Kerr, because, I mean, he, he got a finger in his eye, didn't he, to start with? I think it was Stephen Lewis' thumb, it, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. And then, I mean, then he got absolutely mullered, didn't he, one challenge. And, you know, I think he did well to stay on for as long as he did. And, uh, I mean, the, the front row generally as well creaked massively, didn't it? I think yeah. a foe probably... He was struggling a bit as well. Mm. But yeah, poor old Jake Kerr. I mean, how he lasted as long as he did, I, I don't really know because he must have walked off that pitch and gone straight in for a shower, I think, or a nice hot bath with Radox. Yeah. Or the old spec savers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it looked nasty and uh, fair play for him for for carrying on until he was completely cleared out in that ruck, wasn't he? Oh, that, was, God, yeah. that was pretty harsh. So 28 nil at half time, Pete. Second half comes round and the, the crumb of uh, hope uh, is that, that we did actually win the second half, but that's a, that's a bit academic when you give people a 28-point start. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a, that is a crumb of comfort, that tone. But I suppose, I suppose at least we can be happy that there was some sort of response, but you'd assume that there would be because you can't be an outfit like us now. And, and not come out and do something. Um, Twenty-eight nil down. Yeah, you know, it's 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 uh, it's not a good good look. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's fair play. They stepped up and and scored a few tries. But obviously, they still let Sale score a few as well. So the comeback was less of a a real comeback. But yeah, it was good to see uh, Toby Fricker score quite early on. I think it was about f- ten minutes in, wasn't it? And uh, you know, that's capped off a a good little season for him and it was nice to see him try and he, and he was a powerful finish as well and, we yeah, should mention we should mention Chris Vui's little back of the hand oh yeah it's right. lovely I mean, I, mean, that's, I mean it's almost like he does that so well so often that it's not even unusual yeah. is it it's yeah. like it's like you did you see it. that pass that Chris Huey did where he passed it normally it's like that was the most <laughs> yeah. exciting thing I'm yeah. expecting a couple of them next season from Vui but yeah it was beautiful from Vui and yeah. uh, great little finish so yeah, fair play to uh, fair play to coming back. But I guess as you said, that's probably about the only real general positive we can take that we weren't completely bageled. 
And I, I think the other positive, and although it's short-lived because he's, he's off to France now, was Nathan Hughes' cameo, Miles, because the guy came on uh, and looked really up for it. And, you know, we know that Sale are always going to be physical. They've got a huge pack. And actually, I just wonder, you know, could the game have been a bit different if Hughes was on from the start? Because, you know, two very well-taken tra- tries. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm right, Jeffrey started, didn't he, at number eight? And yeah. Hughes came up 66 minutes. From the highlights I was watching this afternoon, um, he looked really powerful, which we know Hughes is, isn't he, as a ball carrier. He's a big unit. And two lovely tries. I mean, you could argue it's similar to one of them, similar to the Van der Meer try. He squeezed through powerful and, and touched down over the line. Yeah, so you're right. We, you know, we use Nathan Hughes very little this season, but when he has come on for the short time he has in the, in the odd game, he's performed really well, been powerful and being the sort of Hughes of old that we used to enjoy the, the last few seasons. And you're right, I think we are sad to see him go to France, to be honest with you. He's been um, uh, great for the club and for one reason or not, not been sort of first choice over the last sort of year or so. The game has changed and the way we play has changed, but we wish him well and thank him for all his time at the club. So, yeah, good on him. Well said. And we, we were watching it live and that first try that he scored, we couldn't believe that he'd actually scored. No, and first of all, oh, yeah. actually... Like we we were surprised, we were amazed that he didn't even start the game, didn't mm. we? Because we thought that that adds a different dimension. Yeah. I mean, Jeffries is great, but Nathan Hughes, like you said, his bulk and stuff. We we were surprised that he didn't start. But yeah, I mean, well, we were sat there watching it on the TV. And we're both both you know our our both our sense of eyes glued to the TV, and the next minute it's like what. The referee's got his arm up. How's he, he scored? How's he scored? Yeah, because he's it, falling backwards. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was just so quick. Um, so I mean, he did. He, I mean, if there was one star performer on Saturday, it was it was Hughes, and you know he came on it what sixty some minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to say from Saturday, I, I think there are only two bears that can take any credit. Oh, one is Nathan Hughes, and the other is Paddington. <laughs> what a performance that boy put in with the Queen, eh? <laughs> but apart from that, you know, I, I don't think many are going to walk away with their uh, walk away from that game. Their marmalade with, uh, sandwiches with, intact. With, uh, yeah, absolutely. I can't see any marmalade sandwiches in any of their uh, any of their kit bags. Uh, but the game finished forty two nineteen. I don't. Again, the other thing that we talked about, Lee, is. You know, that was the last game for people like Faf de Klerk and oh, I forget the name. Diaga. Yeah, Diaga, yeah. you know, uh, Hammersley. Um, yeah. I know he wasn't playing. Of course, McGinty's coming to us. You know, if, if we were saying goodbye to someone, Lua Tua, would you expect a half-empty stadium? I mean, the, I just... shocking, wasn't it? I, I couldn't believe the amount of empty space when yeah. you think... I know there was nothing play, you know, running on this game. I know it was half term, but to say goodbye to some of those legends that they've had, and that's, that's exactly what they are at Sale as well. They're absolute mm. legends. Faf de Klerk's hundredth uh, appearance as well, wasn't mm. it? And you and you just when we said that right from the start, and you could see so many empty spaces in the stadium. And uh, I mean, I don't know what the official attendance was. I don't know if any boys got that, but I mean, it, it was a poor performance really from the supporters, wasn't it? You know, to send off that many people with yeah. uh, that many players, legends, yeah. with that little crowd was was poor. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, let's uh, let's have a look at some of those performances. And to be honest, I'm not going to I'm not going to spend too much time on this because uh, apart from Hughes, um, I I don't think anybody really stood out. I mean, people like Morahan hardly got the ball. Piatau the same. Leua had a nightmare with his over. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, he's played so well in the closing months of this season, but that was a game to forget. Fricker, well taken try, but blimey, he got mullered a few times, didn't he, defensively. Um, Mind you, when you've got some huge South African running at your peak, Mm. that's whatever, five, six foot six and about 20 stone. yeah, I don't know what kind of tackle tackling <laughs> technique actually works with that. I think it's the uh, get in the way and hope they trip over you technique, yes, uh, which is uh, which some of our players seem to be using a few times on Saturday. Yeah, and certainly the front row again, Miles. It's, it's we struggled in the scrum. Um, there was penalties galore. They were pinging the ball down into our corner. You know that's where they scored a, a lot of their tries. It's it's a concern, isn't it? That, that, that and Afoa got pinged about three or four times for yeah. try penalties, which yeah. is so unlike him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the sort of the, the sort of uh, substitutes sort of tell the tale, I guess, don't they? You've got Fur coming off for Ben Solomon, a young lad at forty-one minutes. You know, Cow obviously got eye injury and Burn at thirty-one, and Kloska coming on. So. Not sure, I wouldn't say that's a strong bench, is it, coming on uh, as the front row? And it is worrying going into next season. We've talked about it on uh, many a podcast, and I'm sure we'll carry on talking about it. But to come off the bench against huge South Africans, and, and, and that's your substitute, is, is a bit worrying at this stage. I mean, we should stress, though, we've still got, what, 19 players on the unavailable list? Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, there is... Yeah, you know, mitigating circumstances, but as Mar said, I mean, you you should still be able to feel a a stronger bench than that, really, shouldn't you? I I, I do think as well. I, I mean, I was quite surprised when I saw nineteen unavailable. I do think Pat's probably looking towards next season. Mm. I'm sure there's a few of those boys in that nineteen that have been carrying a bit of a knock. That he's probably said, right, we've got the Exeter game out of the way. Mm. Let's get you sorted um, and and ready for next season. But, yeah, good to see uh, John Joe, Ben Solomon uh, come on. I mean... Looked okay, actually, didn't he? He he did. Struggled at first in the scrum. But actually, by by the end of the game, the scrum had actually... uh, Whether they'd won the game and weren't trying quite so hard. But, uh, yeah, he he certainly likes to get involved, doesn't he? He does. He reminded me a little bit of uh, Jamal. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. You know, that that type of character, that type of player. And I, I thought... Like I said, give him some minutes. I know he's played some minutes in the Premiership mm. Cup, hasn't he? I think he scored a try in one of the games, but um, that's what we want. And I think you're right, Tony. I think we did have a few boys in there that were carrying little knocks and maybe they've gone off for a little bit of um, surgery or whatever, you know. And I think that this now is kind of, just put it to bed now. Yeah. Everyone get on the beach now and then we can, you know, go again for next season. We do need that tight head, though, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just go back to the old to Ben Solomon. I mean, he's made a few appearances latter in the latter part of the season. I mean, do you think that this is Pat's strategy for tight head next year? He's fast tracking him in because, yeah, I mean, well, we've got obviously we've got Sinclair that's only going to be yeah, available for half the games. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and just, then you, you've got the new university guy. We don't know how he's going to fare at this level. 
Yeah, I, th- I think he's. I mean, he's I just seen, think that you know, yeah. it just seems unless we des- you know, we were really short. It just I have this feel that he's, you know, it could be, it could be a little rough diamond that could be polished over the summer, and we may see, may see a bit more of him. Well, but, I guess we've got impact we trust. We, you know, he he sees these players the week in week out. Because I remember seeing him at one the yeah, Exeter in the Premiership Cup in the autumn, I never you know never really heard of him at all, and he came on. And then he kind of disappeared for a bit, and then you know made it suddenly. And then he's been signed with his. I mean, the fact he even had a twin brother was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Um, I just not, 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 not swimming though. No, not no. yeah. Is it? No. <laughs> like it, Tone. Um, but yeah, I just got this feeling that maybe he's uh, he is he's because we talked about someone coming through. We, we were worried there wasn't anything coming through from the academy to to reach that level. But I wonder. I just think it's a gamble still now. I mean, oh, it is someone with with experience. Well, what we yeah, really because yeah. isn't isn't um, Nick Schonert? He's a the sale. I mean, I know I, he's he's out of contract, isn't he? And yeah. He's one of these players that hasn't got a club next season. Mm. To me, he seems like the sort of journeyman front rower that will just do a job for you. Mm. And you know, you just say to him, nothing special. All you've got to do is get your head down and push. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just makes me wonder that it's like a midwife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even this week, I mean, Pat has, I think, been reported saying he hasn't closed the door, has he, to exactly. recruitment yeah. if needed? Yeah. yeah. So, and I think, I think Johnny Evely in the Post have reported that maybe that's one of those positions where, now knowing, as TC said, Sinclair's away for half the season at least, that we some, may need to back some guy on Twitter had put a whole list of possible players that were being released in the Premiership that could do a job and there was a definitely a couple of tight heads in there as well mm, a couple mm. of wave and just general props but we'll see we'll see Miles. we'll see yeah. I'll tell you one Lee one thing I by and large and I know there's been a few people on social media that have moaned about the ref I think we both thought he had a, a reasonably decent yeah. game but the one thing I don't understand is this rule about being taken out in the air yeah, that, cool. in the first half Harry Randall got taken out by not one but two people yeah and then the second one followed in with a forearm smash yeah. and nobody got a yellow card for it. TMO was quite as amazed. I don't know if he nipped <laughs> off to sip some sugar in his cup of tea or not. Uh, but, I mean, literally, it was so blatantly obvious. And we were waiting for, for someone to call it and nothing happened, did we? Well, no, I think, did we did we get the penalty? But there was no yellow it's, card. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah. there's no yellow card at all. I mean, something that, I mean, that dangerous. Yeah. You know, that, that should have been pulled. And that, I think that was... But again, you can't really blame the ref because really that's why you've got support there to, you know, anything that he does miss, that it gets flagged up. But that was awful. Paul Harry, you know, he he did cop one. (laughs) Okay, well, let's move on. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and many, many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at Bears Beyond Gate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Right, let's uh, let's have a little look back at the season then. So uh, I, uh, we, I put a note out to you three guys. We've chopped the season into uh, three chunks. Uh, so, uh, Lee, you're going to start us off with your, your memories from that first third of the season September through to November well let's be honest before we start saying 
we we all know I can't go off my memories because <laughs> <laughs> the next five minutes will be completely blank, and that's not good for the listeners. Oh, you got some notes, so, then, mate. <laughs> I've, I've managed to make some notes, and uh, I'd actually forgotten some of the scores, even. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as we all know now in hindsight, the lack of any preseason was was you know contributed certainly to our downfall, didn't it? At the start, um, and that Sarri's game, the first game of the season. I think we'll all agree we did get scored, didn't we, in that well, game? Well, I think we were in it till half time mm. from memory. But my my one abiding memory from that was somebody was desperate to get the first fifty twenty two kick yeah. of the yeah. season. Yeah, because yeah. I've never seen a Bears game since we've been back up with so much kicking. It was awful. It yeah. was awful. I mean, we we all strained our necks, didn't we, looking for the ball? But um, I mean, we have to remember as well. Surrey's that wasn't a full strength side. They they didn't have the the England players in that team, did they? Or a lot of the England players in that team, the internationals. Mind you, they definitely had Billy Vunapola because that was the other thing I remember yeah. from that game is when when Piertown, Charles Piertown made that amazing break when he sent Ben Earl the wrong way, we and and shipped it out to Yoan Lloyd. He came in, was tackled, and Vunapola did that kind of head. Yeah, first diving from the side, from the side wasn't it? you know, and then you just look back, and that was when we were still in the game. There, yeah. I think we, yeah, it's it, if we dotted down there, who knows? But and I also remember yeah. us saying collectively, blimey, if this is uh if this is what we've got to look forward to, all these kicks this season, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long. I season. think we clearly went horses for courses in that game, didn't we? And yeah. they tried to beat them at their own game, and kind of and almost did it half for half the game, and then he just didn't. It's a shame, really, wasn't it? Yeah, so... Uh, but at least we, we started the season, weren't we, with the first game uh, on uh, BT Sport. They seem to like to come to Ashton Gate for the, for the first game. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and the thing is, we didn't... Obviously, we didn't produce that run in rugby that we were used to very often in that Saris game, but it only got worse against Wasps, didn't it? Yeah. Second game of the season. And if we didn't get scored in the first, we certainly did in the Wasps game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that, that was a big defeat, wasn't it? 44 points to eight. Yeah. Just... Six tries, I think, was scored. Um, yeah, and it was a shocker. And if I remember rightly, Brad Shields even got sent off, at least to get two, two yellow cards in that yeah, game as well. Yeah. Well, you were there when I was you? there. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bizarre one because the first five minutes, we were pinging the ball around. And you could sense that the, the, the WASP supporters around me like, my God, these boys are unbelievable. They come here with the same form as last season. We were running. And then they just, we just, we gave away a couple of silly runaway tries. And I think I said to you boys after the game, to me, it just felt there was no, nobody got hold of the situation. It, was no, it didn't feel like there was any leadership on the, on the, on the pitch to kind of, say come on boys let's just tighten this up mm. for, for 10 minutes and let's yeah. just, just nip it in the bud and it was that was a very disappointing play and even with like they even gave us opportunities and we just couldn't put do anything I mean the only good thing that came out of that was that I found the casino at, um, at the old <laughs> country <laughs> building <laughs> and, and uh, yeah with Binzi and, and Mike, Mike we found a casino and they, they, it was lovely down there we had a great little pint <laughs> after the game but yeah, you're right. It was very disappointing. So that was September out the way. Then we, yeah. we October with a big derby. And it was a big derby, wasn't it? And, um, you know, obviously, you know, Bath at home in front of 23,432 fans and our first victory of the season. Um, even though I, don't, I wouldn't say it was a... Would you say it's a Pyrrhic victory? 
I still don't know what it means because I've obviously not, you know, I've forgotten that as well. But um, but no, I mean, it, it wasn't the commanding victory over Bath at all, was it? I mean, they were leading it, if I remember rightly, at halftime, Bath. And, um, to and be, I, yeah. I think it was just one of those games we just needed to win, didn't we? Mm. Um, was that when I did the, I had the interview with um, on Points West, wasn't it, that game? Oh, I can't, I, I can't remember. We had to climb up the steps. We saw That's, you go, yeah, up the steps, didn't we, like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was the one I was rushing to meet Alistair Durden for the Points West. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Chilcott, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah, I think, you know, if we if we take the rose-tinted spectacles off, actually, we were quite lucky to win that. Yeah. Yeah. One thing we should mention about that is I do remember the Lua Tula solo, solo try. And that was that was brilliant. Remember, he shimmed and dummed his way through, and and that was that was classic Superman at his best, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so you know, all our optimism after the bath game is returning to us, and then we had Quinns away, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that and first twenty minutes, though, what was it? Didn't we? We were twenty odd points up. Twenty-four nil, was it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah and it was kind of here we go but I think we'd all just got psychologically start, scarred now yeah. it was kind of oh but can we hold on yeah and obviously we didn't we didn't they shipped 50, 52 points didn't we in the end uh, seven second half tries we conceded which really is like well, even now you look back and you kind of and isn't that the one where we went down we got carded someone got carded but we, even then we started trying to run it out of our defence yeah and again it was just a it was that it was that kind of have we not learned anything from even this team like in the semi-final mm. to just mm. shut up shop for ten minutes? It was, and I think it was that point. You know, it was we were starting to get a bit worried about where the season was going. Uh, absolutely. And then we thought the next game was Newcastle, wasn't it? Away, Falcons away, and we thought, well, maybe this is a game now we can we can win this one. And then we're what two we're two and three then, aren't we? And that was probably, I think, the most boring, disappointing game of the season because there was literally nothing to talk about in that game that I can remember anyway. Um, I don't know if you probably, I mean, you, you remember a lot more than I do, but it no. was 30, we lost 13-5, didn't we? And it was it was pretty dire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Toby's Bearathon, he's probably, that's the best best result <laughs> for, for yeah. him. Only having to run 13K that week. Uh and then, uh, then our visit to the Brentford Community Stadium, which was a cracker, wasn't it? It's mm. the complete opposite of the Falcons game. Forty-five thirty-three, we won the game, and five tries, and we actually had three yellow cards in the f- in the first half, which is unbelievable, isn't it? We scored three tries in six minutes and stormed into a nineteen-nil lead. And at that point, you're thinking, here we go again. But we'd already had, like as Pete said, the Quinns game. We twenty four nil up, or, and then nineteen nil lead for us is nothing, was it? Mm. London Irish came right back into the game, and then I think again we got lucky in that Tuasui's yellow card swung things back in our favour. And then we, um, yeah, but I mean ultimately forty five thirty three is a decent away victory, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and when you see the form that London Irish probably after that game for quite a few months, uh, yeah. they 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 really well they were scoring for fun. Uh, we move into November then, um, uh, a home win, <clears throat> back to back bonus point victories as well, <clears throat> and Frickster scored a double, Jeffries and Whiteley, 
Um, and this was against Worcester. Against Worcester, sorry, yeah, in front of 15,800. So, I mean, yeah, back to back, and then we're probably starting to think then, you know, possibly our season's getting back on track, <laughs> weren't we? Mm. Yeah, then, then we're into the Autumn Internationals, aren't we? We had a couple of mixed results uh, in the Premiership Rugby Cup. Um, Exeter Chiefs away. Pete, you went to that That's one, right. didn't you? Um, and... Uh, yeah, we won. Yeah, we won it. I think, and I mean, it's hard to really judge that. I just remember saying to you boys, it was just nice to go to a game that didn't really have much pressure on it. Mm. It didn't really matter if we lost it. It was, and it was actually quite nice to win. But I, I enjoyed seeing there was a load of players playing that I'd never heard of. So Mackenzie Duncan. See, well, well, Ben Solomon came on as I said yeah, earlier. Mackenzie Duncan. Some of these that have, you know, played that have come to fruition a little bit this season. Yeah, but it was, it was a nice kind of. It was a nice rest from the stress of the Premiership, to be honest. And ironically, we came back in that game from 14 0 down, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So it was a in bit fact, we came back reversal. when Sam Bedlow came on, made a difference in that game as well, I seem to remember. And Luke Moraghan played as well. And I remember seeing him after the game, and he did not look <laughs> like he'd enjoyed it at all. He'd been smashed around by these young chiefs, yeah, and he couldn't get back on the coach quick enough. <laughs> So then, then we thought, actually, we might, be, uh, we might be all right here in this competition. And then we went to Worcester. Yeah, I thought we, we might have a chance of winning it. <laughs> After the Chiefs, I thought that's a tough place to go. And then that Worcester game, oh my goodness, we got spanked, didn't we? Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> I guess really you got to blame Pat for a lot of that because he put in probably one too many youngsters in that team and um, and they got found out. But the one the one bonus about that was uh, John, John O, uh, Ben Solomon getting his first try, wouldn't it? For, for bears so I think that's the only thing we can we can take from that <laughs> yeah and then we rounded off November at home against Northampton Saints uh, another dis- disappointing defeat yeah I think that was the Dan Bigger show wasn't it he, he commanded it was the, that front row show yeah, oh, yeah. of course <laughs> they, yeah. Were, they were commanding all the way through that game really weren't they and, I mean even though it did ebb, ebb and flowed um uh, we were leading until Saints scored two quick tries, I think, before halftime, and then it flipped the game on its head, didn't it? And but that certainly was my abiding yeah. memory. Our scrum got absolutely mm, yes. destroyed. Yeah, I can yeah. remember one put in, our put in, uh, and they just walked right over yeah. it, and it came out of the back of their scrum, and yeah. uh, it, it was just impossible to. That to was the time. sort of game where if they knocked it on, you could almost hear our players saying, "Ref, don't worry about it." Yeah. Just carry on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just let them have it. Let them yeah. have it. They can have yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, was. it was, wasn't it? Because I remember there was a knock on. I think it was like in their 22 yeah. scrum. They yeah. got a penalty and, kicked, kick, yeah. and Bigger kicked it about 50 yeah. metres. And yeah. then all of a sudden they got attacking line out near our 22. Okay, well, uh, a good um, good summary of that first three months. Uh, who wants to go next? Let's go to Pete. Um, you take us through December into February. December started with... Uh, that away game at Gloucester and um, I think I was the only one that made the trip uh, this year yeah I mean the general period was it was a weird one because we were, it was the European period as well wasn't it and we had a couple of games that were called off so after this the loss at Gloucester I think December the 3rd we then didn't play for a while did we because we were supposed to play Scarlets and then mm. and then Stad say so it was a weird one yeah I mean the yeah, the, the Gloucester game, I had a, a quick rerun of it again. I think we lost, was it 27-10? Yeah. And we were 10-8 up at half-time. It was just another one of those ones that we let slip away. Just, 
couldn't get a grip of momentum. Mm. You know, we're in it and, and should have been in it because we're equal to them, if not better. They, they you know, their pack got on top of us. They, they Their set piece has been pretty good all season, to be fair to them. But, you know, it's not something we should have been scared of. And it, it was just, it, again, it just, all. The, I think I looked at the stats and virtually every stat was in our favour apart from the score and apart from the fact they won 12 scrums and, you know, they won tw- all their lineups and that clearly made a difference and wore us down. Yeah. And it was a just, I mean, again, I mean, we've said how many games were a microcosm of our season, but this this was a microcosm. Too many errors, not do- not making the most of periods of domination and ultimately looking like we've lost quite badly. Um, and it's a confidence drainer, isn't it? So it wasn't a good start. But luckily, we then had the kind of European campaign to kind of... And then it all got cancelled, as I said. So that was a bit of a... Well, we look at the record books. We we, we had, a on paper, a 28-0 home oh, we victory did, against yeah. Scarlett. <laughs> which smashed looked, it. Which yeah, was great. But, of course, people will remember that's when they got stuck out in South Africa yeah. and then, then couldn't yeah. play the game. They had to forfeit yeah. it. Following weekend, the French government yeah. says nobody can travel because of COVID. But those games they miraculously were, yeah, were a two-all draw. And more importantly, I had a flight to Paris... Easy jet return, which I still haven't used, and I've shifted it on about three times, and I still haven't used it yet. Oh, mate, your chance of getting on an easy jet flight at the moment next to zero. Oh, well, it's turned up the day before. It's like the twentieth December. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? But anyway, the, the point the, the, the point being is that we had a kind of enforced rest, knowing full well that the next game was was probably one of the big ones of the season, which was high flying tigers on Boxing Day at the gate, unbeaten at that unbeaten, point, unbeaten. Yeah. Um, Giving it a bit large on social media, some of the fans, you know, and, and I, it, it felt just just the moment for them to to get their wings clipped a little bit. And oh, if you all remember, boys, how close we came! It was oh. it was actually probably one of our better performances of the season. Yeah. Um, and I think even Tigers fans would say they were they were lucky to get away with that. But you know, again, it was it was pretty much self-imposed. I think we were winning. We we we. I think by all accounts had played very well. I don't think Leicester could have complained about losing the game. It was a tight game. You'd expect games to be tight if you're playing the top of the table. And it kind of rested on that. We gave away a penalty in their half. Well, it was almost on their 22. It was on their 22. 40 seconds, game management. Yeah, I think it was that. I think, I don't isolated. Somebody got isolated. They went, they almost drove too fast and got isolated, holding on. And then big long kick from Ford. And fair to Charles Piertel, he kind of, in the moment, was probably thinking, if I can keep this ball in, uh, rather it to be, because it could be in that yeah. line out in the 22. I could see what he was trying to do, but unfortunately it was that big leap, wasn't it? And then he caught it and flicked it, and of course it went forward. And there was a bit of confusion in the ground. We were there wondering what was going on. Mm. And of course, in the end, it gave them a scrum, which gave them a great little platform on our 22, and they went side to side, side to side. And then it was just to that inevitability that, that I think it was Harry Potter uh, with a little bit of sorcery into the corner. And uh, it was a gutter, but it was a gut, It was one of those gutting results we actually felt, uh, you know what, it's proven a point that we're not as bad as we had been that, mm. so far that season. Showed that we had a bit of grit and determination, a little bit of luck. Um, but more importantly... I had a night out in Three Lions afterwards, didn't I? I had a BS3 <laughs> oh, Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, you I, I came back and uh, had a little night out with the, with the, some local lads. Slept, 
Got a, well, so, got hello, hello. <laughs> slept on my own, is what I was about to say. Well, you boys We were tucked up in bed. Goodness slept, it was an early kickoff. It was something like two o'clock. It was the afternoon. So I, I, I got home about nine. I thought I'd had like a whole, an all-nighter, and it was still only nine o'clock. But it was a great, great day. It's a bit of a shame. But unfortunately, we kind of went... You know, with the new year coming in, with that kind of bit of enthusiasm, that buoyed confidence, we then went to Exeter and got schooled. And actually, I think we're quite lucky to come away. It was 1913 or something. No way did we ever look like winning that game and probably lucky. So, yeah. And then, you know, it was this topsy-turvy roller coaster situation. We're then starting to feel a little bit worried, I think. We're not Mm. not winning any games at all here. We've, We've thrown away leads. And then we got sale. And we're thinking, you know, the the team that is, uh, you know, <coughs> excuse me, the, t- the, the team that just makes you feel like you've got some sort of virus <laughs> in your throat. And uh, but we gave them a bit of a hiding, thirty-two fifteen, and, and I remember uh, that game was, so yeah, well. They Friday they just night. didn't turn up, did no, they? No. We we completely yeah. outplayed them. We did, uh, and we we physically were there. We excelled. We we didn't make as many mistakes, and it just kind of went to pro- prove that when it does come together. It is possible, although I, I got. If you do remember, we did have a couple of little, kind of dodgy, well, very, very minor knock-ons that were given against them for some tries. I think Tom Curry did one where it kind of brushed his hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, could have yeah, been a different yeah. story, but you know, we also made the most of it, and it and it finished off with uh, Andy Oren. Little try with Andy Oren punching the as he went through based That's on true. a Yoan Lloyd kind of offload, wasn't it? I think he was called Skater Boy on the uh, on the commentary. So. And again, I think there it was like another. It's like, is this a real dawn or is this a false dawn? <laughs> and it was just. I oh. think that's the just running back through it. That's the frustrating thing about season, isn't it? We had games that we played like yeah. that, and then we had games where we just the Newcastle game. You know, and you just think, and I, oh, I, yeah. so frustrating. I mean, exactly. Mm. And then, I mean, from that, we then had the two European games. We had the Stad Francais game at home, and then the Scarlets away, and again. Won both of those. Yeah. Um, the Stad game, yeah, fairly comfortably. I mean, they didn't send a, uh, the strongest side. And then the Scarlet's away game, which I, again, went to. And, uh, you know, after the first half where it was fairly, you know, fairly even Stevens, then we, we unleashed in the second half and Siva scored a few and see, uh, Savvy, uh, Semi played really well. And, I, you know, I suddenly thought, OK, we've had three wins on the bounce here. Um, you know, this is it. And then we come back and we play Falcons at home. And again... Yeah, win it. So we basically had four wins on the trot there, and you're starting to think, yeah, we're doing well. Um, and uh, but <laughs> as is the way, we kind of got into February, and I think I remember at the time thinking February or somebody else probably saying February was our make or break month. Mm. Yeah, that was me, um, yeah. We had a mm. lot of games. We had Falcons, which we won. Mm. Uh, then we had, and we won the Sale one. So we, then we had Irish at home. We had Worcester away, and we had Wasp at home. And you're thinking there's possibility, and you know when we were whatever we were kind of up against Irish at half time, you know, thinking, oh, this is, this is looking good. And then of course it all went wrong. Uh, they, they kind of had a clinical second half, got away from us. Siva got a red and that was the kind of start of the end for him. Um, and uh, we think we lost that one 32-49. I mean, shipping another 49 points at home yeah. is, is not, is not a bit of bad luck, but also just, just again, unable to, to do the momentum. Followed by, well, you said that Newcastle away was one of the worst games, but I think that Worcester away the next week, where we went 14-0 down, didn't we, in about 
the space of trying to 10 minutes, mm. yeah. then got ourselves back into it through the forwards. Max Laheef scored, I think, and one of his got back to 14 all and then had that thinking, we're going to push on in the second half. We've got a strong bench. We've got momentum where they're kind of, you know, we've got the confidence of being the team that won it last year. And that big, I mean, lump score, didn't he? Quite early on, just picked the ball up and ran 50 yards through about th- three tackles. And that was quite early on. He thought, well, it was only, and they didn't get the conversion. We're only five points behind. We just never scored in that second half. And it yeah. was Steve Diamond's first or second That's game. Right. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. You just felt there was that kind of, it was like a death eater, you know, from Azkaban, just kind of giving that sort of feel across the ground. And of course, so then of course, we'd gone from great highs to great lows. Mm. And we'd bemoaned, I think, this kind of lack of precision and forwards not doing the basics right. And lo and behold, we play Wasps at home and we do exactly what we want them to do and what they've been doing all season, put in another great performance, beat them quite handsomely, 31-19, no mistakes. And that was actually... Frisch and uh, that was the Tiff Eden and the yeah. Antoine Frisch show. Mm-hmm. They, they came on and they played with a bit of bit of sense, looking for the gaps, playing the sensible passes, um, and uh, you know you just think, ah, is is that you know we were 21 nil up in that game and actually then saw it through. So you sort of think fair play to them for that, um, but you know that was uh, again it was a kind of Another was it a false dawn? I mean, with so many false dawns. Yeah, you know the alarm clock just wasn't set right, was it? And then we moved into March, and uh, well, against the old enemy, Bath away, and what a ding dong that was! And again, Miles, you're you're going to close out the season for us. Well, oh, absolutely. Well, it wasn't a great close out of the season. Statistically, we had six six losses and two wins, and that was it. And it started off with uh, that sunny afternoon down the wreck, and I think it was the first afternoon where we all sort of paid our £5, and it was the uh, first weekend of the PRTV, wasn't it? Which I couldn't flip in screen to my, phone, to my right? TV, so I had to watch the, the, the whole affair on a phone. Anyway, by and by, uh, as we all know, it was a storming, storming first 10 minutes, where I think we went 21 nil up. Um, and I thought, this is going to be an absolute blinder. We're going to absolutely smash Bath away at the home ground. But sadly, lo and behold, Stephen Orlando hadn't learned his lesson from RFU uh, tackling school again again and got red carded and I think from there that was the downfall of our game because I think defensively we were struggling in the backs well we were playing with 13 men at one indeed point. we got yeah. three further red yellow cards on yeah. that game didn't Zaka we got upset, didn't got so down to 13 men at one point obviously impossible um, to, to defend against that and as I said, Seaver's red was really the downfall of the game. And, you know, Bath came back and back and back, looked stronger and stronger. And annoyingly, I think um, Bates got a yellow in the last sort of two minutes, didn't Strang. he? It's sort of Theo Strang. But before that, we battled back. We had a penalty. We, we got yeah. we got our noses in front of the game. Seconds, I think it was with... For 20 seconds 20 ago, seconds yeah. ago we were seconds in ago, mid, 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 middle of the park, weren't we? And yeah. then was it was it you was Yoel Lloyd clear out? out? Danny Cipriani, you commented on the pod after, so oh, he's never course. been in a rock in his whole life. No. So it was basically it was playing so off the ball. Blatantly and, uh, obvious. I can see, I mean, we were quite critical, I think, of Lloyd after that. And it is, but it is, you know, and you'll probably learn from it. And, and perhaps he thought that there was danger and he understood that, you know, we needed to. We didn't want to give away a penalty for holding on. But even so, it's those moments. 
Yeah, and it cost us. It, it did, because, because they, they, they had a you know, scrum line-out penalty on our line, and they pushed and pushed and pushed, and clearly... Uh, overlapped it was it seemed pretty inevitable didn't it in the last 60 seconds of the game they went over and it finished 29 bars 27 Bristol but you felt like we were nearly there even down to 13 men at some point that was Bath's first one in the season wasn't it if I remember right no, no, I, think I, think they they beat, I think they beat Leicester, Leicester. Yeah, yeah they beat Leicester, Leicester. Yeah, yeah, I think one more importantly was that was that was quite soon after Joyce done, had done the interview with, with you Tony yeah. for his 50 and he once said his biggest Goal in life was to oh, captain Bristol and win at the wreck, and he almost yeah. had it in his hands. Yeah. That was always the, the big story because yeah. they scored. It was about five minutes into yeah. added time, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. it was so gutting. But I've got to say, they probably should have had a penalty try just before they scored from from memory. But anyway, big disappointment there because against the odds, looks like we could have won it. We threw it away at the end, and then uh, Quinn's at home. Well, we were. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, the result didn't sound too bad in the end, didn't it? Twenty nine thirty eight to Quinn's. However, it was a bit like the Caden Merley show, wasn't it? I think they were so quick, so dominant in the backs. Um, and it was just typical Quinn's, really. I, you know. I, I'm not sure at any point I thought we would win that when they came up and that was another loss at home. It was a sort of sunny, it was like one of the few Sunday afternoons, wasn't Sunday. it? A glorious sunny yeah. Sunday afternoon. Um, I mean, you know, 17,400 or so down the gate, but uh, against Premiership champions, I'm not, like, I wasn't convinced we were ever going to get anywhere and lo and behold... You know, we lost that one. We got our money's worth. That was 10 tries in that game. Well, it was, yeah. I mean, it was a fantastic number of tries. It was. From a podcast point of view, I think this is one of the first times in about two years we actually had... Straight after the guy game, mm. all sided up, we came back and we did, did the podcast <laughs> yeah. right off the cuff. Yeah, it was probably better than the ones we prepared straight off the bat. So, yeah, well, absolutely. We then flicked through. I mean, I've mentioned there's a couple of Premiership Cup matches where I sent a couple of friends from work to come and sit next to TC, and they thought this was the best thing since sliced bread because well, we sit next to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the scoreline was sixty-one nineteen, uh, and I think that caused them to then come back for a further against, match against Bath. Against yeah. Bath, but you know the youngsters play outstanding I think Tiff had an amazing game and that was a great result in the Premiership Cup 17, in front of 17,000 as well we should yeah well, allegedly because yeah. it was a fr- the free game that we got given oh, right. because well, the, um, right. Scarlet. the Scarlet but yes. I'll tell you what I was there and there was no way in the world there were 17,000 if Probably into double figures, but I think there was a bit of uh, cooking the books there. Well, absolutely. But then the following week, we creep up to an, an apparent attendance of £40,000, didn't we? 40,000 supporters at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, where, you know, um, half of half of the pod went, didn't they? And half caught half COVID. Caught COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was the same half, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this was sort of, uh, I think it was sort of post uh, Six Nations, wasn't it? And Saris didn't appear to arrest anyone from the Six Nations. No. They came out guns blazing. They had the Vunapolas, the Atojes, and Fowl, who'd come back from a foot injury, hadn't they? And annoying, we didn't stop talking to the ref. Yeah, and annoyingly playing the blinder, and you know was in the refs here the whole game. However, the scoreline was flipping close, and this is the one we nearly could have won. I mean, it's Joycey on about the seventy-eighth minute. I don't know how he got the energy. Stormed up the entire length of White Hart Lane, didn't he? And unfortunately, there's a sort of a forward pass out to Bates, was yeah, it? Yeah. And was disallowed. 
we were, my wife and I were jumping in front of the TV. I mean, but you boys immediately knew it was a forward pass. We were straight in line. And you, you, you know, when your heart sinks, you know, yeah. you, you can hardly celebrate the try because you know it's gone forward. And there was a, a Saracens fan that was absolutely apoplectic, wasn't he? Yeah, it was going to explode. He, he, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think you said to him, mate, it's gone forward. Don't calm worry. You, you calm know, down. calm down. But, but you know, uh, I mean, I think we were all pleased. We were, you know, um, apart from Max Malins had a great, great game. We were pretty much toe to toe with Saris. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was, you know, brilliant to see, really. We really stepped up against some excellent players and uh, nearly and, got the win. And that was that golden little period of Frisch and Eden again, wasn't, yeah. wasn't it? Because yeah. Frisch, Frisch played a blinder and I think yeah. well Tiffy did as well yeah yeah. and also it was one where we, we looked at one point in the second half it was going to go away from us and we, we they got a disallowed try didn't they yeah, yeah. but what we did we, we wrestled the momentum back yeah, and we got dug back in. in it and that's yeah. exactly what we wanted to see yeah um, but anyway. how are we going to miss those two Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Did you see in the the rugby paper today? They think uh, Tiff's going to Italy to Zebra. Zebra. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Just as well, a he's got a haircut. You see that with his man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see him if he put a couple of some some uh, trousers on, rolls them up a little bit, and has some loafers without socks. With that haircut, he'll fit in <laughs> to the Italian scene perfectly, won't he? Okay, well, let's move along. I think you know for the last game of uh, March, it was the Premiership Rugby Cup, wasn't it? And we were all getting the calculators out because. I after that big win against Bath, we were thinking, actually, with results go the right way, we could get through to the semi-finals. Yeah. Indeed, but then Gloucester's sort of academy sort of team turned up and absolutely schooled us. It was a horrendous sort of Wednesday night raining rain yeah. down Ashton Gate. Um, there didn't seem supposedly 5,000 fans, but I couldn't see really more than about 500 to be on this video on the TV. Absolutely schooled by their number eight who who came on after about 30 minutes and they dominated that game. And you could, you know, at that point you could see, you know, things are looking in the future of Gloucester rugby is looking really hopeful if that those youngsters came and whooped us 43-15. So we forgot that one. We were at the Premiership Cup and we moved up to the Premiership away at Northampton. <laughs> And another loss, wasn't it? 39-22. It was a bit like the Dan Bigger show. He was excellent. His, his up and unders were fantastic. His kicks to touch. Clinical in the line. I think... Um, Shame he didn't get carded early yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. it, it was a headshot, wasn't it? On, yeah. Got, yeah, it was a headshot on uh, Semi, was it? Then, semi. And then, you know, and then Semi, ironically, gets carded yeah. later on for... for, for Admittedly, taking him out off the ball by about ten for, minutes. For a guy who's injured that often, Dan Bigger as well, he yeah. tends to always be fit and play well against us, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But you know, I think their backs they had like Collins, didn't they? They, they just schooled us, didn't they? Really, found the spaces, ran through our backs, uh, and dominated the game in the end. And that was you know another loss really. But then we move sort of into Champions Cup territory, don't we? Where we had this new sort of two leg format for the particular round against. Sale Sharks. So we went up in front of a, oh, another disappointing crowd of about only 2,000. Um, and got the narrow victory, didn't we, by one point, um, which was, you know, we felt we went away. A set piece was good, um, up fronted up to them. And to get a, a, a point advantage away at Sale, we were confident that the following weekend we could uh, repeat that. But lo and, lo and behold... We lost. We, we got shanked by Sale with errors. They won thirty-five twenty-nine. 
That's uh, got to be one of the low points. It has, hasn't it? Yeah. That really was. Uh, did, did they? They, have, they had a man sent off as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They were down to fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, Reed, Reed got sent off, didn't he? Reed got yeah, sent he off uh, early on, didn't he? Because it was, um, yeah, yeah, it was a high tackle mm. and. We just didn't make the most I think it's so disappointing. Based on the previous week where we fronted up and then to come down, home advantage, uh, another Friday night in, uh, under the lights and they schooled us really and that was the end of our uh, and Champions Cup. I don't Cup. think any of us really thought we were going to win the Champions Cup if we're, no, if we're completely no. honest. But we did all collectively believe we'd win, we'd beat Sal over the yeah. two legs well, after that first That was the only thing, you remember, that was the only thing, the only glimp of light yeah. left for our season, wasn't it? The fact that we may progress in the Champions Cup. Um, and we all hoped, and I think you're right, the minute that game was that was over and we lost, our season was done and dusted long ago. We were at the Champions Cup, we had absolutely nothing to play for. And I think we just... That, that, was, the, that was the first time where I think, yeah, you're right, rose-tinted spectacles were allowed to come off and we were allowed oh. to have our moment of of, of anger anger, anger fury, grief well, Pete, you had that angry article in the post I didn't you article in the post furious furious and three it was, times and it was compounded <laughs> by the fact wasn't it that not only did we just drop the ball make the wrong decisions let them win but then they played sweet Caroline like a minute oh, after absolutely. That, that's what really pushed me over the edge don't talk Oh, well. Stuart about that song. <laughs> he, he wasn't. The BBC made me sing this so, song. What? Just on a tangent. If anyone saw that, what a shot! I saw that you pasted oh, on. Glad, glad, I'm glad I was busy this uh, weekend. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So uh, and then uh, Gloucester was, at home was, was it? After and our home? friend Dickie Ball came down, didn't yeah, they? Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Expecting to. <laughs> Sweep up five points for their uh, push for the top four. Well, I think we, you know, we'd seen Gloucester set piece and their dominance over the season and getting some fantastic wins at home. I think we were a little bit worried, weren't we? Yeah, to say the least. But to have a Gloucester supporter down in our midst uh, and get a victory over them was glorious. I mean, close, wasn't it? Twenty nine, twenty eight. We got the win. Um, for some chai, some thakata, and, and a couple from Fricker, which are absolutely fantastic. But some great tries from Reef Summit, weren't there, in his silky thighs, which I, I've always admired throughout the season. <laughs> 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 you know, we got 59% possession, territory was 50% each, uh, more metres gains, but, you know, that was an amazing win against our sort of rivals from up the M5. Yeah, and, was... I, and I think although our season was, uh, you know, done for by then, the Champions Cup were out of, I thought we thought... You know, at least we've got a great win over Gloucester and what a great win it was. We showed a bit of heart in that game. I we think. did. That's what I, yeah, that's yeah. What I enjoyed we the did. most because, like you said, Tom, Dickie Ball would have come down and he would have had the, you know, had a couple of sherbets behind him <laughs> and uh, and he would have been full of confidence and it was nice that we took it to him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, could we carry that momentum into the next game? What, against Leicester Tigers? Back to Scrumgate? Well... <laughs> No, because we got absolutely scored uh, and the score was what, 56-26. I mean, Harry Potter showed some magic, didn't he? Um, we came back a little bit with some quite nice tries, but um, it, it, it was one-way traffic, basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is... Well, 
I don't know if that's worse than a drubbing, really, but it's an, a, a, I think if you ship over fifty points, that is, is a that's a shellacking. Shellacking. Yeah, yeah, shellacking. Fifty points is a shellacking. Well, let's not dwell on that. That was the end of April, and then this terribly elongated season. That was the thirtieth of April. Yeah, shocking. We we didn't play again then till nice. May the twentieth, last home game of the season against Exeter Chiefs. But Miles, did we enjoy that one? I mean. I'm not. We'll probably agree on this, but that game was, I think, many fans would probably agree, was the only 80-minute performance of the season. That's my opinion. But uh, we, you know, we've come back and played strong games. It was absolutely brilliant. They came guns blazing, full strength side. They had things to play for. I think they were playing for potentially top four at that point. Mm. Uh, and after that game, they couldn't reach the top four. I mean, you know, they had some great tries of their own, but. We played brilliantly. We had Charles Pieter back. I think this was the game where some injured players played the full 80 minutes. Charles was great. Um, try some, oh yeah, try some Sheedy, Pieter, Leua, Fricker and Morahan. Um, I can't convert- believe the way you, you managed to get all these <laughs> well, stats out well, of your head. Absolutely. <laughs> but, that uh, you know, a, a fantastic game at Aston Gate on the last Friday night, uh, the last home game of the season, and to beat our friends down the, down in Exeter, it was just fantastic. A little shine on the end of the season. Well, I just want to say you're welcome, boys, because obviously that game I missed because I was in the loop. You, we, I was in, you're in the loop, weren't you? But it's funny you say an 80-minute performance because I didn't see that game, obviously, but I do know one Bristol Bears fan who I won't mention who actually left at half-time because he said that first half was so bad that he, walked, he had a glass of wine and he walked half out time. and left. He left at half-time. Well, my, my, my memory was that they were all over us for the first 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. A couple of silly knock-ons and a try yeah. disallowed. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we held our ground, didn't we? Got mm. back into the game, managed to get some momentum and, uh, yeah, played well. Yeah. It was just Deserved a bit it. gutting at the end that we gave them the uh, this yeah. the losing bonus point. But uh, and it was a good atmosphere at the gate, it that was one, great. as well. So ne- the, ne- nearly 20,000, yeah, wasn't it? And it was yeah, yeah, to the fans. Charles, yeah. Charles got man of the match. Yeah, yeah, and it just as well. didn't feel like it was... There'd been the odd Friday night game where they'd, it'd been felt it'd been a bit footbally or a bit, you know, not mm. quite... Few few people not happy about various things. Still, plenty of people coming up the wrong staircase with their beers. Though, but that's that's all part of the Friday night. That's what we expect, isn't it? So yeah, it was. Yeah. I think all in all, it was it was a nice way it to was finish. A very enjoyable, oh, yeah. and, and nice to see the, the send off for the players again. Uh, they were all out of the pitch, yeah, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, the pitch, yeah. We we ventured round into the south stand Did, as we? well. And, yeah. uh, I'm surprised nice. Pete didn't get lit. Uh, it was nice. Quite a few people came up to us and said. What the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it was nice to see some of the uh, some of the listeners that yeah. uh, we hadn't met in person. And then, of course, the last game we all know about uh, this weekend, losing 42-19 <laughs> away at Sale. Boys, I'm just going to come round to each of you and ask you one question, and that is, who have you most enjoyed seeing play this season for Bristol Bears? Not necessarily who you think's player of the season, but who have you enjoyed seeing play? Uh, and let me come to you first, Pete. Pete uh, didn't play that often, but when he did, I was really impressed with Tom Whiteley. Uh, just thought, came in as third third choice scrum half, bit of debate whether he could play 10. He did actually play 10. Uh, I think it might have been Falcons that first game when we won quite yeah. handsomely in, in, at home. 
And I just like the, the cut of his jib. I, he, he all-round player, very quick around the base of the scrum when you play scrum off. In fact, we noticed that he kind of mixed it up a bit. He did a few, he, he kind of worked the blind side a lot. I think it was a, he's, it was a real shame that he did his hamstring mm. uh, when he did. But I think he showed enough as a scrum off and, and even as a 10, to be fair, but as a scrum off particularly, to make Ari and Andy realise that there is a lot of competition. Mm. And uh, I was, I, I, I thought, great show. Really, mm. really enjoyed, yeah. just enjoyed watching him play. Yeah. Lee, let me come to you now. Who, 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 who have you enjoyed seeing out uh, in a bear shirt this season? I think just from the sheer um, amount of time that he was out, I think it was over two years, um, was Sam Jeffries. I mean, he's played open side flanker, blind side flanker. He's played number eight now. And I just think that he solidifies that area for us. And and I just think this is a guy who, who basically he was taking up, um, what was it, like a minor kind of doing paperwork role, basically, mm. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Whilst he wasn't playing. And I just think it was great to see him back on the pitch. And initially I thought it's, it could be like a, not a token gesture, but, you know, it's kind of like as a send-off almost. But the way he's actually not just come into that team, but just earned his place outright. And there's some good competition for places in that area. And I've loved watching Sam Jeffries play. And and I think absolute quality going forward. And I would go as far as to say, without the injury initially, I think he would have been top, top class. OK, Miles, how about you? Who's put a smile on your face, apart from the Duchess? <laughs> well, talking about solidifying a position that we were desperate for with the absence of Ciale last year was our little uh, one-year contract uh, Anglo-French Antoine Friche, who showed absolutely fantastic potential. I think he ticked the box of the inside centre, which we, were, we, we discussed as being missing all season. He was dynamic, powerful, flipping fast. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, defied gravity to get some of the tries he, he achieved this season. And I think this is the one we'd all look back on. This is the one that got away. You know, we, we've seen, you know, this week or the last couple of weeks, a number of players leaving the Premiership because of the salary cap reduction. Um, and some even, you know, people have got families and bills to pay. And it's very sad. He's joining Munster, uh, and I think it was his boy, boyhood team, wasn't it? And yeah. I think that Which one we only found out about. Well, absolutely. <laughs> when it was announced, yeah. You know, he didn't he didn't play as many games as we would have liked, but I think once we saw his energy, we thought this is the lab we want to keep. And sadly, we weren't able to either afford or um, you know, keep him on in a contract. I mean, one thing I would say, if Munster is his team and they've come in for him, then I think even if we would wanted to have kept him. I don't think that, you know, maybe we wouldn't have any way, you know. Mm. I mean, we, you're right. We could have been his way in, couldn't we? Yeah. Uh, One-year contract. He showed some flair, enough to sort of interest the monster coaches. Uh, and we wish him well. But, yeah, we oh, we, wish he st- we wish he would have stayed. Yeah. yeah. I think I think for me, I mean, I've, I've loved him every season that he plays. But I think he's really come into his own this season. That's Joe Joyce. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know he got the captain's armband uh, uh, that's for the European games wasn't it and he, he's really led by example yeah. he's played a lot of games uh, and I think you know with, with Atwood leaving now he's got big responsibility on mm-hmm. his shoulders as one of the 
the guys in the engine room that's that's really going to give it some grunt and a, a great uh, support of the podcast. We loved interviewing him for the hundredth episode. So uh, that's uh, Joycey for me, and just just an honourable mention in dispatches. Uh, and that's for Ashley Challenger as well that lived the dream this season got drafted in to to cover for injuries and who can forget when he scored in front of the south stand it was late on I forget the game but the joy on that guy's face after that game it just you know it it was just magical sadly that's what rugby's all about it is you know I I don't think anybody realistically thought he was probably going to stay on but what a, you know to say he's uh, he's yeah. he's played and scored for the bears in front of uh, a, a big crowd at uh, ashton gate that uh, that really is wonderful um right um next thing and we haven't talked about this on the podcast for a while is uh, and of course it's over now the final results are in the bears beyond the gate predictions league that uh was on the premiership website now i'm not going to embarrass um pete by his score because i i Mm. gave up scrolling down trying to find it (laughs) but uh the the top three then um in third place was david elson who got 92 out of 153 predictions right. Uh, in second place is Guinness and Pasties. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, who got 97 out of 153 right. And in first place was TC in BS3. Which oh, hang on a That's the only reason we're mentioning it. <laughs> You're quite completely forgotten. Oh, yeah, so we all have. Hang on a minute. Where, and I, Where does he live? Oh, uh, I got 99 out of 153, which I've Good got. Good work, TC. So, well, I've got to say, did amaze me. And out of 28,000 uh, people that took part, I came 26th. Wow! Oh, and, and, and Guinness and Pasties came forty first. Oh, so good representation, yeah, for Bears beyond the game from, from our little league of, yeah. of thirty people yeah. to get two in the top uh, top yeah, fifty out of twenty eight thousand. So, um, so we need yeah. to find out who Guinness and Pasties. Guinness and Pasties, drop it, drop us he's, a note. He's yeah. West, he's a West Country with a bit of Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. keep him incognito <laughs> yeah. for next year, but yeah. we need to know who it is. But we'll do a better job next year about promoting that. It's yeah. it's. Uh, predictions league that is on the premiership app yeah. uh, all you need to do is every week just put in who you think is going to whether it's going to be a win draw or a loss for, for the various teams I'll even get Miles on for his 4-4 four, four draws yes to be fair I forgot my password have you not got a button that says forgot password yeah, yeah at least yeah. me and Miles can say we were too lazy yes. to even start there <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, moving on then, um, and Miles, as you're the uh, expert now, uh, would you care to comment <laughs> on how many season tickets have been sold so far this well, season? Well, I mean, I'm going to hazard a guess, really, because uh, I haven't seen any sort of Twitter feed, as you know, and you know, I've been a bit busy this week. I'm, I'm guessing it may have reached over about nine and a half thousand, or, or <laughs> round about that sort of number. Indeed, nine and a half thousand. And again, when you think, I think we sold 10,000 last season on the back of finishing top. Yeah. Uh, Actually, to get back to nine and a half thousand for a team that has underperformed, um, finished 10th, I think is quite remarkable. I'm amazed. Well, I'm gobsmacked, to be honest with you. I was chatting to the Duchess this evening and saying, well, good on the club. Uh, It's it's good figures, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, And obviously, that will grow now. You know, people will 
continue to buy season tickets, won't they? From yeah, absolutely. From now and on, I think so. a lot of chat has been about the fixtures have just been changed quite late on, haven't they? To a lot yeah. of Friday night games, a lot of people haven't been able to bring their children, and we're going to not renew. But um, yeah, that's that's you know good number. It's a good club. figure, and we, and we should say, I mean, you know, some of our attendances, well, throughout the season, really, have all been. Up there or thereabouts in the top of the top of the league. Well, I think it's only Leicester, and when you think Leicester have been top of the league all season, yeah. more or less. So uh, it just goes to show that we've really established ourselves uh, as a, a, yeah. a, a big top-flight team. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hope that we can push on. And on that note, just before we uh, just before we finish, I just want to go round and mm. um, and we'll, we'll revisit this for the first podcast of next season. But where we are now, what do you think would be a good season for us next year? What, what would your prediction be as we stand at this current point? I'm going to come to Pete first. We, it has to be top six. With the squad we've got, with two, two marquee players, you know, with, with some of the players, even with a trimmed salary cap, trimmed squad, we have to. We have to put, that's, that's where we're aiming for. Top six. So That's I'm, what I'm, we're I'm, aiming. Yeah. Where, where are we going to finish? I, I think we will. I, I, I hesitate to say this, but I think we will learn a few things from this season. Already, Pat's already clearly come out and admitted that not having a pre-season was not a good idea. So it's, it's locked in three, three hard. I mean, mm. going to France, yeah, you know, to the heart heartbed of rugby is uh, hotbed of rugby is a good pre-season game. So to breathe. Um, I just think I think we've seen glimpses this season of when it does click, um, and and you know it, it, we can be un- unbeatable. So I think we're going to see more consistency. I really believe that. I think we're going to have a better scrum coaching, uh, and that will make a big difference. I think we will clearly have to get a new defence coach in at some point. I think we'll learn from it. I think we'll be more solid. Hopefully we will, and I think we'll we'll have a better platform to play off. And I think some of those games where we shipped 40 points 50, won't happen 50 mm. points won't happen and therefore we will be close enough to kind of win through our through our attacking play so top six and you say yeah whereabouts in top well, six come on pin your fifth colours to the mask fifth right Miles I don't know I can't remember where we predicted for this season but clearly we didn't I predict. think we were all talking about four, top four right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay um, I'm going to go a bit a bit more sceptical than Pete um I don't know. We've made some great signings. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong, but we know the international signings are only going to be with us half the season, so I'm not sure the impact that they will have. Um, and you know, is is we it's, now Champions Cup now uh, is only appears to be top eight, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so you only need to hit top eight. Well, that's for this season. Who knows what it would well, be after that? Because obviously season. South African teams are joining next season, aren't yeah, they? Three. Um, and we're only in the Challenge Cup, which you know, I'm a bit more sceptical. I mean, tenth has been absolutely. I'm a bit bit distraught, really. We finished this low season. Um, our defence has been leaky, to say the least. And I'd like to think we'll get better. Though I agree, the pre-season has got to have a great impact on it. I don't know how we're going to sort out the defence of some of the tries, for example, we saw this weekend. Um, and I'm going to go seventh. Okay. Lee? Well, I, I guess a, a lot does depend on what the lads have already said. I mean, I think we do need an experienced tight head because if that front row doesn't work, 
when we when we haven't got Genji there, or we're going to struggle, or Sinclair. Uh, or Sinclair. Yeah. Um, or both. And I think that you know that that's that's huge. That's that would be a huge signing um, as a backup. I'm as I do genuinely think this could go one way or the other. It could be a good season, or it could be an awful season. Great I've, under tree though. I've remained positive. <laughs> it's the average season. In, 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 a, in, yeah. the, in the post article, it will be out tomorrow. I've remained positive, and I and I genuinely do think, with a new defence coach, as Peter already alluded to, it's going to going to square things up from that point of view. And I and I genuinely do think, with AJ McGinty coming into that side, if he stays fit, I think. Teams that have been able to kind of bully us and play against us in a certain way this season won't be able to do that next season if we've got him fit and running because he puts teams on the back foot. And I think, all right, it's it's a lot to kind of gamble on one or two players mm. coming in, but I'm going to be quite optimistic. I think we will have learnt lessons. I mean, if, if we haven't learnt lessons in a whole season now, then we're never going to learn them. Mm-hmm. I think we will learn those lessons and I think I'm going to say fourth Ooh. I'm still having a tough that's that is optimistic I feel signed Guinness and pasties <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well I think I think a lot will depend on some of those key players uh, will Piatau stay fit for a whole season is Semi Ranranger's knees going to be sorted out and is he going to be the semi of two two seasons ago, not the one of this season, is Carl Sinclair. Because let's face it, he's probably been one of those players that we've all been disappointed with. Yeah. Now, if he gets a proper summer off, he gets rested, he gets fit, and is you know then fired up to 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 make sure he gets that place in the uh, the the World Cup squad. If that all comes together with McGinty, then I think we could be there. However. There's still those weaknesses at tight head, inside centre. I'm not convinced that we're covered. I don't know if we're suddenly going to be better than another five teams to get into the top four. So I think we have to aim top six because that's that's what the Champions Cup should be uh, and might go back to that. Um, but I, I think no higher than sixth for me. Um, I can't see us leapfrogging too many teams um, uh over the course of the season. Hope I'm proved wrong. I wish you boys had said that before I signed up for the season. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we've got Pete with fifth, uh, Miles with seventh, Lee with fourth, and uh, me with sixth, so forth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So, uh, well, let's hope that at least one of us are right. Yeah. So it's an improvement wow. on this year. But... Uh, uh, that's that's nearly it, uh, boys. I can't believe it. This uh, our little Sunday get-togethers. That's uh, that's going to be it for the best part of two to three months. Um, I think looking at the schedule we're due to play. First league game is the the ninth. Um, so uh, no doubt we'll we'll get together and do a podcast. Maybe once the pre-season friendly start to kick mm. in. Um, so, uh, but that will depend on where we are with holidays and one thing and another. But uh, we shall certainly be back no later than September to preview the start of the season. So, boys, it's been a pleasure. Any any plans for for this summer, Pete? Uh, no, 
No. <laughs> get, his right. knee, get, get his knee. Get, oh, get, get your knee sorted. Get my knee sorted. Yeah, I've been ringing the Bloomin' GP. Can't 14th in the queue every day this week, so I got to get that sorted. Knee and hamstring sorted. Yeah, there we are, Miles. Well, you know, looking forward to the weather improving, summer holiday, June. You know, there's a sort of Father's Day coming up. I mean. Have you got anything planned for Father's Day, Pete? I don't think that was up to me to plan. <laughs> Did you have, 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 anything, have anything on the cards? Any sort of little thing with the, with the, with the, with the two no, girls or nothing. anything? <laughs> Any major sort of like nothing. shopping establishment? Knocking no. on your door for anything? No. No, no nothing at all. Okay, well, we'll leave it at that then. <laughs> Any uh, photo shoots planned? Nope. <laughs> got, the, the kids have got my bag show for Booper, haven't they? <laughs> how, how about you, Lee? I'm, I'm, as much as I love you boys, I am looking forward to having a bit of time off and uh, just relaxing. Hopefully enjoy a bit of that sunshine when it does come oh, yeah. Um But I will guarantee you I'll be chomping in a bit when we get back. And I, I might even... I do fancy a little trip to Wales for a couple of those uh, pre-season friendlies. I think I'll be right Two options, haven't we? Yeah. Well, like the Dragons, that's an easy mm, yeah. across the bridge, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that could almost be an Uber. and fill an Uber <laughs> there. And, uh, and, and, and Take the limo. In. Actually, I don't think yeah. Uber does Newport, does it? Yeah, no, I've got an Uber over to... No, you can go. You can get, <laughs> get one there. You can't get one back there. Yeah, but, but they do have taxis in Wales. Yeah, so they, you, you, there is a train that goes there, right? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What are you up to, Ten? Well, first of all, uh, this week I'm going to bask in the glory of uh, Cornwall winning winning the county championship for the fourth fourth time in six years. uh, So predictable. To to add to the under-20 team winning uh, their their respective county championship. And the uh, Cornwall women's team oh, we uh, winning the, uh, the, the can, can, can third we just, level uh, of the county championship. Can we just say to the so listeners, we, we, we had a little wager before TC arrived this evening after how many minutes he might mention yeah. Cornwall winning the county car. Save the best and last. Absolutely. But on that note, we should also congratulate Somerset for winning... Division two, shouldn't we? They do, and that, now that now they're in with the big boys playing the uh, the duchy. So let's see how they get on with uh, with that. So now that was amazing for someone uh, with with Cornish roots like myself to to see such a fantastic season for Cornish rugby. And I just think it's so sad that the county championship now isn't isn't the competition that it was twenty years ago when Twickenham was you mm. know forty fifty thousand people in there to watch it. So I do hope that can be revived. Uh, a few things planned for the summer, but the first thing that I'm looking forward to is Glastonbury. Yeah. So, uh, first time there. Rain after, stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope the rain stops. Well, gentlemen, as ever, it's been a pleasure. And that is it for this show. Um, to all you listeners, if you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform. Uh, we'd just like to say a big thank you to all of our listeners for your ongoing support. Uh, and we hope you have a fantastic summer with your friends and families. Uh, we'll be back either at the end of August or start of September with season four of Bears Ooh. Beyond the Gate. So until then, goodbye, stay safe and come on, Briz. Bye.